I'm Laura Vinroot Poole. For over 20 years, I've owned Capital, an internationally recognized specialty store in Charlotte, North Carolina. On this podcast, we unlock the stories of people's lives through the stories of what they wore. These aren't conversations about fashion. These are conversations about people. Everybody wants to know her This spring, we're opening a new location in the historic Brentwood Country Mart on the west side of Los Angeles. One of the most exciting parts of this journey is the partnership with one of my best friends and biggest inspirations, jewelry designer Irene Newarth. In this conversation, I loved learning about the humble beginnings of Irene's business, a tough time that produced one of her best collections, and what she has her sights set on next. How do you think we met? Do you Through remember? Alan Carey. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Right? Did we? Yeah, Maybe well, we did. No, we did. But I thought it was before that. But that was before. Oh, it was when I came to, I was doing a trunk show across the street. Yeah, you were doing a trunk show across the street. Yeah. And you came to shop. <laughs> Which is so cool when you're in a store full of clothing to leave that <laughs> store and go shop somewhere else. And then, and then I was like, take me, take me, take me. They were thrilled. Yeah, they loved me. But how old were you when you started? 23. Oh my God. I was 25, 24, 25. 23. Which is so crazy because yeah. I thought I was really grown up. Yeah. <laughs> and that I knew like anything. Yeah, I thought, I, I thought I was really grown up last year. And then I'm like, oh my God. Oh yeah. Same. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Tell the listeners where you're from, where you grew up. I am from L.A. I grew up in Los Angeles. And 100% Los Angeles? 100%. My family's from New York, and then they moved to L.A. before I was born. Yeah. What part of L.A.? I grew up kind of all over. My mom, when my parents got divorced, my mom lived in the Venice Canals, and my how, dad how lived How old were you LA. when they got divorced? Of a really good age of 13. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I thought it was earlier than that. No, it was like oh a really nice, chill time in my life. <laughs> we lived in Westwood. Yeah, And then when my parents split up, my mom went to Venice, which I w- thought was the scariest place. <laughs> well, maybe probably later. it was then. It was, the but it was so cool. So yeah. she moved to the canals where I live now. What was it like then? I remember crying when my mom brought me there. And she was like, it'll be great. You can draw all over your walls. I was like, I don't want to draw on my walls. And then I really loved drawing on my walls. All my friends would come over. We had a canoe. It was like a very cool artist enclave yeah. then, which it still is, but it's obviously a little more <laughs> It's a little more expensive and a little nicer, but it was really changing when we lived there also. So everybody kind of wanted to come and hang out at our house, which was really fun. And my dad was in Bel Air, which was obviously the opposite. And when I was younger, I was like, I don't like Bel Air. <laughs> well, how did you, how did that influence your style? How did you dress when you were 13? And I have literally dressed the exact same since I was a little <laughs> kid. Every single picture of me is like a mixed pattern and crazy colors and but like weirdly kind of it worked yeah. always even when I was really little. My mom let me dress myself at a very young age. I looked like Punky Brewster when I was little. <laughs> I still do. And did your when you moved to Venice did your style change then or no? No. It's really always been the same. Literally the same. Yeah. And we tell the story. I love the story about, was it carrot perfume? No. <laughs> this will make my sister so pleased. I went to France with my 
family. Well, with my sister and my dad. And I was wearing a shirt that had a big rose on it that said Sissy Nippon Rose. <laughs> Already mortified. They were like didn't want to go anywhere with me and I wouldn't take it off. I wore it everywhere. <laughs> And then I bought my first perfume, which was banana flavored. Banana, banana. I don't know about carrot. Banana. Oh, I love it. Same difference. I mean, who wants to smell like a banana? And I wore it for like years. My sister was mortified to go anywhere with me. And that was basically like the story of our relationship forever. I was embarrassing my whole family all the time. No. I want to hear about your mom's style. She's so beautiful and stylish and talented. And um, But tell me what you remember about her growing up. And She's always had incredible style. Always. And she has those like really long skinny legs. I was going to say, she's so I beautiful. know, it's so unfair. I got like a real combo of my parents. No, you um, just like her, Irene. No, no, no. But she has like... No hips and really long, like, itty-bitty <laughs> legs, which, of course, you always want what you can't have, and I don't have those. She does look like a gazelle, sort She of. does. She yeah. dresses great. She's always worn, like, pants that were a little too short and, like, great socks and great boots. And she's a, she's an artist, and she's always mixed really unusual colors together, so she would mix patterns in a way that I really followed. Yeah. I remember when I started to design jewelry, actually, and she was like, look at the colors in nature, but like really look at them. You know, there are unusual colors together. So you think you're looking at like the blue sky and the brown earth, but you're looking at, you know, the sky is actually pink and the ground has like lavenders and blues and like try to pull yourself away and look at those colors and design that way, which was really interesting. Try to unfocus your eyes or something. Yeah, yeah. like untrain them. Yeah. Yeah. I I love her hair. I know. (laughs) When did her hair go gray? I love her hair. Really early, like mine. And she was super, like always totally natural and cool with it? She went pretty natural. I think she must have been in her early 50s when she just went for it. But it's that like really cool platinum blonde gray. I don't even know. I hope my hair is like that. Yeah. Of course it won't be. Blondes go terribly gray. I mean, like in a bad way. It's like yellow. Oh, gray. really? It's not pretty. Oh my god, her gray is so beautiful. People literally come up to me all the time, and they're like, "Does your mom walk <laughs> up and down Abikini when she lived in LA? Because she moved back to New York." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." They were like, "She is like the most striking, beautiful woman." I mean, she, she really has like an amazing. She has like light eyes, freckles, white platinum hair. I mean, it's just so gorgeous. She's very glamorous. Yes. Do you remember her dressing to go out with your dad and? Oh, yeah. She always, like, dressed up, which yeah. I always have, too, which is a really funny thing in L.A. because I yeah. feel like a lot of people don't typically get dressed. Uh-huh. Like, the other day I went to the airport, and my assistant was like, you're wearing jeans. I've never seen you wear jeans. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well. But, yeah, she's o- she always I don't dressed. think I've ever seen you wear jeans. I know. Actually, not exactly. That's because, think. literally, I'll wear them with, like, a huge coat over it so you can't see my butt. <laughs> she – I can remember her wardrobe so specifically, and – this is the saddest thing that's ever happened to me. But when I was born, my dad bought my mom this Chopard pocket watch that she wore every single day. It was on a long gold chain. Oh, so beautiful. And my mom gave it to me like eight years ago. And I was too afraid to wear it. So I left it in my safe. And I wore it to the CFDA Awards. Oh, and then I left God. it in my bathroom. And when I had construction, somebody stole it. What? It's like the only thing in the world I care about. It's so crazy. It's like that one piece. But anyway, that's the one thing I think of. That you remember her Yeah. Wearing. Oh, I know. What does she smell like? Does she wear perfume or does she smell like paint or what? She, smell, she smells like paint. Um, <laughs> does she work in no, she oil? Never, or she was never – like I, when I think of what her scent is, I think of lipstick. Is that weird? No. Yeah. I totally know my mom's lipstick yeah. and how it smells. Yep. 
And I always think of her hands. I mean, she's alive, but yeah, I, no, I know. You know, I think of those. She's so tactile, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, even if she were to wear like a t-shirt and jeans, it looks like very specifically her. Yeah. Like she just has a very strong sense of style, huh. which I think is really a foundation for my jewelry Absolutely. and the way I dress and the way I create things. Did you accessorize like your mom? Did you? Yeah, I mean, my mom, interestingly enough, like wore very classic jewelry but I remember she wanted to thank a friend of hers for doing something and we like went into Barney's uh. and bought her this like gold really beautiful handmade gold chain and I was like a gold chain that's so boring and then I looked at it and I was like oh it's so cool how it's made and uh. it has weight to it and I remember like noticing those characteristics which is funny because I really think about that stuff when I design now and just like dying to be a part of Barney's and that was my first account. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, will you tell that story? After college, I was teaching horseback riding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, things really come full circle for me. <laughs> I just bought a horse. <laughs> I was teaching horseback riding, and my parents were like, you have to get a job. You're a very educated person. Like, get a job. I was like, I'm going to make jewelry. My dad was like, no jewelry. Go get a job doing something that you enjoy doing, but, like, something. I was like, I'm just going to give it one try. And... I called Barney's and I had always made jewelry and people would stop me on the street and ask. And it was know. more beaded? or It was beaded and macrame. Yeah. And maybe. But no, it was mostly beaded. I got like, I collected all these vintage beads for a long time and kind of strung those up. And then people would ask me all the time and I'd make them for friends. And then I called Barney's, just the switchboard, and asked who their <laughs> buyer was. And they gave me, it was Stephanie Levy at the time. And... I wrote her a note in magic marker. Like I literally pulled a piece of computer paper out and with a Sharpie was like, I hope you love it. Heart Irene. Very professional. And hit redial before I knew caller ID even exist. <laughs> so they literally answered the phone. And they were like, what? what? I was like, I was just calling to see if you received my package of jewelry. They were like, we did. Let us know when you come to New York next time. I was like, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> And I'll never forget what I wore to that meeting. I thought I was, like, really going to nail it. I wore navy clogs, a Rosie Nichols skirt, and a Michael Starrs (laughs) t-shirt. So, so chic. And I went in. I was really, like, kind of, I thought it was fun. I was like, there's no way I'm going to, you know. Had you come to New York specifically for that? My mom was living in New York at the time, so I came out and stayed with her, and she took me shopping, and we went. I went in there, not we. And Julie was like, I really like it. You know, what's the price point? And I was like, I don't know. What should (laughs) it be? And she's like, well, I can't tell. You know, you're going to have to go back and play around with the numbers and see. And then she was like, do you have a line sheet? I was like, how do I make a line sheet? (laughs) She's like, well, you you know, you can like have the picture of your jewelry and then whatever. So literally I drew, <laughs> I hope I can find this somewhere. I drew a picture of the necklace and then wrote N1. That was, <laughs> that was a style number N1. Oh my God, that's awesome. They bought my jewelry. It was like the craziest thing. They wrote me a $14,000 order and I strung up everything. It all broke and got sent back. No. Yeah. And then I took a class with a GIA professor and learned how to do all the wax carving and metal smithing and made everything myself for many years and really learned like the whole arc of what is possible, mm-hmm. which was great, even though I don't physically make the pieces myself now i know what the limitations are yeah Yeah. do you draw your jewelry now i used to and now i'm getting back to that when i went to london when phil was there i it was really hard for me to design first of all it was really hard to be in london and then (laughs) second of all it was very because of the light the light the weather i mean it was yeah the light it was gray and growing up in california i'm so used to being around sunshine all the time and yeah 
that lifting everyone's mood and well I think it was also seeing the stones and seeing the colors oh yeah well that was the hardest thing so not being in my office and not being able to design that way because I'll have the stones cut and then I kind of play around with them and then I'll come up with a pattern that I really like that feels like balanced Mm -hmm. and being in London and away from all of that I was like how am I gonna do this so I went to every single park and I walked through every single you know every corner of London and then went to every single store, went to, I mean, I was just like really starving for some kind of like inspiration, even though there's so much there. And then literally one day I sat down and just started like drawing and painting the whole thing. And it really opened up the whole collection for me. So it was, it ended up being great. And you're doing it now still back in LA? Mm -hmm. What what medium? I just literally sketch things. With pen and paper? With a pencil. Colored? Yeah. No. Sometimes I just start with a regular pencil and then I'll color things in just to like kind of see what it's going to feel like. Uh-huh. But it's not super formal like it was there. And but I also think you had like a total breakthrough jewelry wise there, don't you? It's but so I, weird. I say that to you every season. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. that's the prettiest thing you've ever done. The funniest thing is that was a really hard time in my life, and the jewelry is so happy and so strong from there. It's yeah, interesting that hasn't happened in the past. Like the one other time that I can think of since I've been designing jewelry that was like a difficult time the jewelry was like dark like everything was yeah, black labyrinth. and blue it was onyx, <laughs> onyx. i was like oh Not you love me for color <laughs> how do you like this entire black collection <laughs> that's hilarious yeah <laughs> what's the most meaningful piece of jewelry that you own i wear the this opal heart every single day i've worn it every day for four years it's so beautiful i think everyone in my office is so upset they're like you're going to another black tie event with lots of clients put on jewelry i'm like i'll wear my heart <laughs> That's not for sale, but why? I love it. There's because why you're connected to the stone? I'm connected to the stone. I think it looks like magic, it and it looks does. like the bottom of the sea. It's also broken, which I sort of love. I yeah. dropped it on the floor when I first made it and then glued it together, and I was like, now it's mine forever. <laughs> so, Where is it broken? I've never... Like, literally straight down the middle. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. It's, like, completely I like shattered. Though. I know, me too. It's oh, like it's my so broken pretty. heart. <laughs> I love it. Tell me about CFDA award. You even nominated a lot. Yeah. I don't even know how many times, which is so embarrassing. I, don't I think either. it's like Four? eight. No, is it eight? Oh my God. What is that like for your team? What's that like for you? Like, how does that feel? Um, it feels really wonderful. Every single year, I'm kind of like, I don't care about it. I'm not going to care about it this year. But it's it's a good feeling to know that um, your peers are voting for you and the people yeah. that you admire. I don't really think it changes my business in any way, and that really doesn't change my focus, but it's always a nice, like, twinkly star at the end of the year, so. I think, was it last time you were nominated in accessories, so you were up against, like, shoe designers yeah, and Yeah, I'm never de- up against a jewelry designer. The last yeah. <laughs> three years, I've been, like, I was against Coach and The Row and it was like Tom Andrews. Yeah, there's always like, yeah. It but, but it's also really flattering, I think. You know, that you're, it it's almost like your jewelry transcends. It's, it's so much more. Thanks. Don't you think? I do. I think so. Tell me about the most transformative moment in your business. This is really going to sound ridiculous. But last year, I was um, getting my hair and makeup done for a CFDA <laughs> event uh-huh. by this girl that they had given me. And she came in and she was wearing this like long chain with like a rose quartz, like, little heart that looked like it was out of a Cracker Jack box uh-huh. and you know I said I love that necklace and she was like oh you know my mom gave it to me when I was five and then she like dug into her shirt and pulled out a little chain and was like my dad gave this to me when I graduated college and then 
pointed to her ring and was like, I bought this with my first paycheck. And I went into Tiffany's and it was like my first thing. And it made me think of really what I love the most about my business and jewelry specifically is that it's like this heirloom quality and that it really holds so much more value than just like a pretty thing that you're going to toss away after the season. And it made me like design differently. Yeah. And Thinking sort of think about my holding. business in a different way. Yeah. That people would, that this is something that they will hold on for the rest of oh, their yeah. lives. Oh, yeah. It's the yeah. coolest thing ever. Yeah. Or that, like, these young girls come into my store and they're like, oh, I love your jewelry and one day I'm going to have a piece. And oh, they say it all that, the time. Yeah. And that they feel comfortable coming in and touching it, trying it. And, like, and now we've seen, because I've been in business long enough, those girls, like, get their first yeah. piece of jewelry. And I was at Barney's the other day and some woman came in with her daughter and she was like, it's my bracelet. I got it. I just got into college and my mom bought me this bracelet. And I was like, this is where it all starts. (laughs) It's so neat. Yeah. I think one of the things that's interesting about your jewelry that really changed my business was this idea of women buying jewelry for themselves. Yeah, for sure. That's a totally different category than ever existed before. Yeah. It's really interesting. And for the first as you know, many years that I was in business, I feel like men didn't understand it. No. You know, and I think... It takes a while. It takes a while to, like, educate them and also for their wife to show how much they love it or their girlfriend or partner or whatever. I think at the beginning, if a man was going to spend $50,000 on a necklace, they wanted his girlfriend or wife to open it up and be like, oh, he spent $50,000 on this, where my jewelry is the antithesis. It's like very personal and understated in a way, even though it's big and bold and colorful. I feel like people don't know that it's precious. Right. Except for you do. Yeah. You know, so it's. Yeah. I think it's a slow burn, too, that you have to. Well, two things. One, that to explain to men that that is something that, you know, you can spend $50,000, but you want to be able to wear it every day. So yeah. people don't know that it looks like it is. But also that the slow burn of it's almost for, for me, it's like a calendar year. They have mm-hmm. to have given, you know, trusted me to give one piece. <laughs> right. And then they see her wearing it literally every single day and they come back and they're like, OK, whatever exactly. you say this time. <laughs> it's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I've said this many times and I just so believe this is that jewelry is so different from clothing and that. I really have to love the designer to wear it because you've touched it and you're touching me and it's on my body all day long and close to my heart, literally. A hundred percent. I have never been able to connect well with jewelry than when I don't like the designer. I know. I totally, I mean, I don't buy jewelry for myself because it was just so silly. Yeah. But Phil should give me jewelry. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be fine with that. Um, And I'd be fine buying jewelry for myself. But I find that people are really, like, connected to, like, the energy of that and, like, the stones and how it makes them feel and the experience of when they meet me or when they, you know, hear about – I don't know. It's, like, a very approachable thing, even though the jewelry price point isn't totally approachable. So it's, like, an interesting mix. Is that a lot of pressure to live up to – no, that's the fun part. Yeah. I mean, I love meeting people. I love traveling. That part is like a breeze. The hard part is being a boss. I have a hard time because, you know, in my, that like lizard brain part yeah. of you where you're like, I want everyone to like me. And so I'm really friendly with everybody that I work with. And it's been very hard. I get easily disappointed, I think. But I'm also really difficult. <laughs> like my dad, you know, like I really want things to be done properly. Yeah. And I wish I had a little bit more patience, I guess, is what I'm learning over time because I have an incredible team of people who are willing to work really hard and devote their lives. You know, like we have so many people that have been with us over 12 years. People don't leave. And so that's so flattering. And I, I kind of, I tend to get too disappointed quickly, which is something I'm really working on having 
yeah. just a little more breathing room to accept people and teach them and have patience with their growth. It's not easy. You know, because I, I sometimes have a hard time, though, like reconciling the, you know, how I'm supposed to look. I mean, I'm selling these incredible clothes and jewelry and there are days when I do not look incredible. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's hard sometimes, you know, for, and because people are like, oh, wow, okay, I don't know if I trust you. I was in my store the other day in workout clothes and I came to pick something up and some woman was like, oh, is Irene here? And they were like, ah! And I was like, don't. <laughs> I'm not here. Don't do it. And she's like, are you Irene? I was like, I oh. am. I've been in workout clothes I haven't worked out in months. I don't even know why I'm wearing them. I think, again, like my casualness, even though I'll be in like very beautiful clothing, yeah. everything appears to be like approachable, touchable, casual, Well, and I think accessible. that's what everybody loves about you yeah. and your jewelry. And that you are you are the brand so much in that. Thanks. What's the most meaningful part of the business for you? I think it's going back to the fact that it will be heirlooms. I yeah. mean, that is so amazing to think that people will hold on to the pieces forever. Yeah. And pass them down for generations. That for sure is the most meaningful. From my vantage point, I guess, I've had the store 20 years and we've, I've worked with you at least 15. And just to see how people grow up into the really to see people that got it for their their debutante ball and now getting it for their child's christening or you know just that is so neat to me yeah and when people you know when they have like a real collection yeah like going to you know people's homes oh my god opening up there and i'm like oh my god i forgot about those pieces and i made that so many years ago and it's so cool that you can collect it then and still collect it now is like the most touching well, it's touching, but also just says so much about you because the jewelry all sits beautifully together, and it is also you always. Thanks. I don't, th- I don't. There's not anything that, and I think Pam, one of my favorite clients, is and friends. Well, yeah. I think she'll wear this piece that she has from you that I think she bought even before we worked together, maybe at Barney's. Really? Like, uh, really, like 18 years ago or something. But it's so beautiful. <laughs> so no, but it's so beautiful, and it looks so like you. And, and it, certainly everything's more fun now, but um, it looks just like you. The thing that's extra fun now is that I feel like I've earned the right to go, like, really whimsical and crazy, which I always have. But yeah. now I've, you know, like when I sent you the picture the other day of, like, an opal heart with, like, two horses on yeah. the side. <laughs> like totally insane like it's almost obnoxious but I love it so much yeah so I feel like I'm having a really fun time now designing you know with like no guidelines yeah that's really fun I have a little bit of a hard time not knowing who I've sold things to yeah I've always you know it's been it's hard so what is that like because you you do know I do virtually every single sale I really loved meeting all of the clients that I've met along the years I really love not knowing who the clients <laughs> are, too. I find it to be equally fascinating. I'm curious about, like, yeah. everything. And so I'm extra curious to learn about something that doesn't come naturally to me, which is selling online. Yeah. And so we worked for a really long time to develop a website that felt really creative and could express our brand and me online, which seemed like it's, an impossible yeah, thing. So does. we, like, built the whole website the day before we launched. Oh, I scratched it. <laughs> I thought the people who were building it were going to, like, <laughs> serve my head on a platter, which they did, kind of. But it was really, really, really difficult to translate that for me. And then finally, which, of course, because I'm a crazy person, I, like, love it, but there are so many things that I'd like to change about it. So we're going to change it every three months. The idea of, like, working with different artists, so, like, Claire Crespo, who is, set, you know, a creative genius and, like, queen of whimsical 
things, created these animals, and then we worked with different animators until we got it right. And then we launched, and I was like, okay, now it's going to sell, <laughs> you know? And then I was like, oh, my God, nothing has happened. You know, what's going to go? Are people going to buy our jewelry online? It's a final sale, and I didn't really know. And then, like, am I going to like this experience? So then I started playing around with social media, something else that doesn't come totally yeah. naturally to me. And it's been so fascinating to learn, like, what works and how people find that personal connection through buying something online, even though there's no personal yeah. touch. So I've enjoyed it. How do you, do you send a note when yeah. you sell? Oh, yeah. And the packages are beautiful. The packaging is so beautiful. Wait till you see it. For me, I find it so hard to do because I think that my experience of selling is such a personal one, completely personal. Yeah. I just start to finish. Yeah. You're like a hostess, you know? And I've <laughs> learned so much of that from you because... I think of the packages that I receive <laughs> from Capital and how they're so beautiful. Like, you know, I travel to every single store around the world now and or that we work with, which is very few, but still <laughs> like the best. And no experience is like it is here. So I feel like opening that package. Think that is just because we know you and love you? No, I think everyone feels that way when they receive a package from you guys. <laughs> I mean, I think it's because you love me and know me, but I know that that's not totally true because I know friends that have bought things yeah. from you guys and received packages and they feel like, oh. and it's not even that there's anything so out of the ordinary. It's in a white box with the beautiful blue tissue paper, but the way it's wrapped and the way that everything like huh. is curated is really, I don't know, dreamy. I don't know that you've ever told me that. Really? Yeah. I mean, you can see by the amount of packages that I get that it's very satisfying. Well, I can tell you that we, I, we, a lot of packages go to you and not a lot comes back. So you must like <laughs> For those who don't know, you and I are opening a store together yeah. in, uh, in Los Angeles in the Brentwood Country Mart. When was the first time that we really talked about it? Or had... I don't know when we ever talked about it. I dreamed about it forever. This was like the one thing that I would have liked to do. I don't think that I would have done this with anybody else and I'm so super excited and it kind of like happened really organically yeah I feel like all I of a think... sudden it was like <laughs> yeah are we doing this wouldn't it be amazing yes so much so that like we have a very successful store in Los Angeles we don't need to yeah. do anything to mix it up and this is like the only thing I would ever do and it feels more exciting in a way yeah I'm really thrilled about it I'm really really excited who do you think the first client will be <laughs> <laughs> you no <laughs> I don't know there's gonna be so many of them I have so many friends and clients who are dying for it to open and you've been designing new pieces for yes it. so, so it's gonna be like like more than a half will be exclusive to the store and one of a kind and then we'll have our classic pieces too what are you most excited about everything about <laughs> it the chicken basket yeah. <laughs> the chicken basket party <laughs> Yeah. The Country Mart has the most delicious chicken <clears throat> basket in the whole world. And it's been there for 70 years. Yeah. It's an L.A. institution. And, and so I grew there. up, We I used to, when we lived in Westwood, my dad and I would ride our bikes on Sunday <laughs> down to the Country Mart and, and get, get chicken? a chicken basket. Oh, my God. I love that. So that place is really, like, my home turf. Like, I remember being afraid to go into the Start. toy store there. There were these, like, old grouchy women in red <laughs> aprons and they would always look at you like you were stealing toys and then it was edelweiss chocolates and the edelweiss chocolates same thing there maybe i just looked <laughs> like i was gonna steal <laughs> but it's so amazing there it's just like that was the so best exciting. project ever like i'm losing sleep over it well i'm excited to collaborate with you and to to be with you and i've, I've respected your business forever and 
and you and you've been such a great mentor to me oh my thank you that's ridiculous that is definitely in reverse but well I think it's both ways I guess I mean I think we there are not a lot of people that I've been able to ask questions of along the way when we're I'm older than you but we're the same age by like a a year maybe (laughs) not even but yeah for me it's been you've been all along the way been such a great support and um friend same yeah I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be wonderful. (laughs) We ask everybody, what did you wear to the prom? I think my housekeeper, Gloria, made me a taffeta dress. Seriously? Yeah. What color? Purple. Purple? My least favorite color. It was like purple purple and black. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that sounds really pretty. It went off the shoulder, you said? It was off the shoulder. In ruffles? Which is really weird. When I graduated from kindergarten, my housekeeper, Gloria, also made me a white dress. I was to have that off the shelf. I love that. Did you design it with her? Kind of. Is that why you? Yeah. Had, she did it? And yeah. she was obviously a great seamstress. I obviously found it like on a Barbie that I loved or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> or like Alyssa Milano was I'm wearing like... it in his boss or something. And what about your accessories? Do you remember? Oh, God. And your hair? No, but I always had. I wore forever from when I was like... Three. I had a red beaded necklace that had my name and letters on it. Oh, I know. And you wore it? I was every single picture of me as a kid. My parents are dressing me up in like hats and jewelry and like crazy <laughs> earrings that clip on. <laughs> I was very into accessories as a kid, which is so funny. Yeah, it is. Thank as, you so much. Of course, thank you. I love you. Me too. I love you too. <laughs> what we wore is produced by Capital and Balto Creative Media. The original song, Someone So Enchanting, was composed and performed by Britt Drazda. What We Wore is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com.